Hi guys, and welcome to episode three, season two of What They Don't Tell You About. Today, I have my gorgeous friend, Tori Bowie. Not only is she the most calming person I know, but she is a holistic health and life coach. And as alludes in the name, we are talking all things they don't tell you about holistic health and life coaching. We talk things that health isn't just what you put into your body and the effects that holistic health, crystals and meditation can have on you, especially in times like now. So I really hope you enjoy this podcast as I've never felt more at ease after talking to Tori. guys and welcome back to the podcast today i have a very special guest we are doing this over the interweb so if there's any malfunctions um please bear that in mind but i've got tori bowie tori bowie is a holistic health and life coach and not only that is she a gorgeous friend of mine probably the most calming person i could ever meet hello tori hello grace how are you i'm so well thanks how are you I'm good. I'm definitely, I mean, at the point of us recording this, it's, I think, like week six of lockdown. And I've definitely gone through ups and downs with everything happening. So I'm so excited to have you on the podcast, because I feel like you will bring a ray of light to people who may be struggling in these times. Um, Um, And it's so lovely to be here. Honestly, I love your podcast so much. So I feel very touched that you've asked me to be a guest on it. So thank you. Oh, thank you. So as as this is what they don't tell you about, we're going to talk about holistic health um, and life coaching with Tori. So Tori has her own tea balance method and her own podcast called Tea Balance, which you should all tune into. But first of all, I wanted to ask you, how did you get into holistic health and why? So I got into holistic health actually when I was really, really seeking some help myself actually because I was at a point in my life where I was working in magazines and I loved it to a certain point but I felt actually quite numb um and I was always living for the weekends and like really every Monday I was like I wish it was Friday and I was really in that kind of um place in my mind and I was in my early 20s and I just thought this is definitely not what life is about so I took some time out and and when I was I actually went away traveling and while I was away I literally like sat and asked myself the question I was like what is it that you want for yourself and how can you merge that into a career and Mm. it was literally that realization that what I wanted for myself was to feel happy and healthy and and my best self and then understanding that I could actually study holistic health Um, and study something that I could then help people with and and also help myself with so it was kind of this um, this sort of journey from from what was going on within myself that has got me to where I am today and um, yeah so I started studying and I tried all these different nutritional theories and different ways of living and things and um, after about three or four months I I had basically restricted so much in my life, whether it was sort of wheat, dairy, sugar, um, mm. alcohol. I was over ex not over exercising, but I was exercising a lot more than I always had. And I woke up one morning and I was like, I am stressed. I was like, this is too much. 
And it was kind of in that moment that I was like, okay, okay, this is this is not what it's about. Like, this is not what I'm yeah. searching for. And um, and that's when I kind of I basically created the tea balance method because for me it was all about finding my balance. And mm. and I think actually, to be honest with you, I've now worked with so many people over the last five and a half years on this, and that is what it's about for them as well. Like it's all about, you know, finding their balance and no two people are the same. And, you know, which then means that what works for them doesn't necessarily work for the next person or doesn't necessarily work for me. So it's a lot about sort of digging deep and really, really um, figuring out what's going on. But sorry, that was quite long winded. (laughs) No, I love that. Um, And for those who may not be so clued up with holistic health, what what are the principles of holistic health and what is your tea balance method um, with all of this? Yeah, of course. So holistic health is basically looking at everything that's going on in your life. So rather than just looking at, say, your food, it actually incorporates mm. your environment, your relationships. But I focus predominantly sort of on looking at the relationship with yourself, because that actually in turn affects how you are with everyone else. It's about mm. looking at your um, career and your purpose and making sure that what you're doing every day is something that you do really, really connect with or enjoy, or, you know, it's guiding you towards something that is, that is um, where you want to be going. And um, your spirituality, um, I know we'll come on to a little bit about sort of crystals and chakras and meditation and things, but spirituality, in whatever form people want to um, sort of engage with spirituality and then your exercise or your movement and your food, of course, as well. So the way that I work is by looking at all of those areas with individuals and figuring out sort of what's off balance and what it is that people are really needing to tweak in order to um, better their lives. And more often than not, you know, it's about making these small manageable changes that mount up to be something far greater as opposed to um, making sort of going on a detox or or totally sort of up upping your life and moving across the world or whatever it might be you know sometimes those big drastic things actually don't work in this and what work as beneficially as actually looking at what you have and thinking okay what can I tweak here like what can I improve on what can I let go of what can I add in and so that's kind of the t-balance method is really taking this sort of balanced approach to health and wellness and helping individuals really just connect with who they are and what it is that they want from their lives and then once mm. you connected and realized these things then it's about actually going forward and actually watching everything blossom and you know it's it's truly um it's truly amazing watching people make changes from literally like implementing a morning routine or um figuring out a better way to commute or um you know adding in half an hour's reading to your week like honestly I'm talking about like really really stripping it back to the basics it's not sort of um it's not rocket science but it's about pattern changing and about doing things every day um for sort of at least 66 days because that's when you form new patterns and habits and things so yeah it's a really cool process but it's um it, it can be a bit of a journey um it takes yeah. some people, most people about three months but some people work with me for six months which is also amazing it's so interesting you say all those things about like making a morning routine and um, about eating well and it's all these things and it definitely in the past few weeks 
honestly, morning routine has been so integral to me and the days that I don't even do these small things instead of having like, oh, do you know what? I have this other way of balance. I'll be like, right, well, I haven't done my morning routine. So that means my whole day is out of funk. Mm -hmm. And I used to have that with also working out and um, dieting and things like that. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. And I know we're going to go on to it, but when say you're in a diet and you suddenly have a bad day and it, and you're like right well that's me done for there's no balance there's literally no well actually this other thing is going right it doesn't matter it's all about keeping everything in line with each other so all those things I like everything you've just said is hits the nail on the head for things that I've found beneficial So my first myth was actually the one that I really realized myself, which was um, health isn't just about what you're eating. And I think for so long, I had thought that, you know, my health was defined by food. And I'm sure that there are a lot of other people that have kind of thought about that as well. And um, it wasn't until I, well, as I mentioned, you know, it wasn't until I really sort of stripped the things back that I thought weren't working for me um that I then realized that actually you know so much of my fun and um my lifestyle that I really enjoyed was then you know being compromised by this whether it was going out for dinner with friends and realizing that you know I couldn't eat that or I couldn't eat that Mm. and that wasn't working or whether I then wasn't drinking alcohol so then that like wiped out a few other things that obviously you can still like socialize with your friends without drinking alcohol I'm not trying to say that but I think that because I I really felt as though it was like everything that I was putting in was then going to be making me really unhealthy I didn't quite understand that the um health can actually be gained from friendships and um and enjoyment and all of those sorts of things like does that I hope that makes sense but yeah no completely Um, I think a lot of people have that um early realization sort of while studying and then now that's kind of everything that I help people with is literally like food I really don't focus on that much because Mm. you know see if someone's you know eating really really badly then yeah of course we will look at um look at doing a food diary or look at sort of making sure that they're eating more nutritious uh, meals and making sure that actually they look at food as sort of nourishment and um fuel as opposed to punishment and you know something that's bad for them so yeah it's about changing your mindset and things but I think for me it is that massive thing of being like health isn't about what you're eating necessarily Mm. like look at your relationships like are you in a toxic relationship that is making you feel really bad about yourself or that actually you know you notice patterns that are arising and um it doesn't sit very well with you like do you have constant anxiety okay what's going on with that like yes while things like sugar and stuff can contribute to it like what's actually happening in your life that is making you feel as though you don't trust the process of your life and like yeah I best I guess it's kind of all just about dig 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 digging into yeah. the deeper things um but yeah for me it was just totally this realization of just like oh my god it isn't about necessarily just what I'm eating it's like yeah like my movement I've got to look at my spirituality I've got to look at my lifestyle in general um and I I think there's such a big emphasis on food um and diet in general life and I think um 
that emphasis is like direct if especially if I'm having a bad day or something I'll lean for worse food in general but I think there's such an emphasis and such a negative energy around food and it's so interesting you say that because actually if I'm having a negative relationship with a friend or um, with a boyfriend or something then it turns to food it's all part and parcel it's not just the food that makes me feel negative and especially growing up when I was a bit younger I've definitely learned what you've said now is like when I was younger it's so hard being a young teenager and this focus around that you know you've got to eat healthy to be healthy um whereas now it's a whole thing of being happy is about me working it's about obviously eating healthy but then on the weekends I love going out and having a lovely dinner and some drinks with my friends um Mm. but for me that's been a massive shift um and I've gone through ups and downs with working out um and everything and I think only now have I reached this and I think also it comes with age and like experience with negative experiences and negative relationships for me to actually feel a real balance in terms of I'm happy to go out on the weekends and have fun I'm happy to work out I am happy to have lovely relationships. I love my job. I feel purposeful. But for a long time, exactly what you said and, and how your mind shift is I, I a lot of it was an emphasis of like going out and drinking. Um, yeah. And I needed to stop that because that was the be all and end all because there was such a huge emphasis um, on that being bad for you. Totally. Um, but I also think that that's a, a rite of passage for a lot of people when they're younger and especially when you're at uni um and things like that but it's honestly what what you just said resonates so much because um my mind has completely shift uh shifted in terms of how I approach just a whole load of including food and relationships in general so it's so interesting that you say that um I was wondering right now do you think um huh sorry I was also just going to quickly say I think Mm -hmm really important that we all also um look at the way that we um feel about ourselves when we are eating foods so if you're going to eat a dairy milk bar and when you're taking every single mouthful of it and thinking oh this is so bad for me this is so bad for me this is so bad for me then the way that your body is going to receive it is from a place of like this is really bad this is really bad this is really bad so true Whereas if you turn it around and you're like, oh my God, this is my favorite chocolate. Like I enjoy every single mouthful. This makes me feel so happy in this moment. Then your body is going to hear that response. Um, And it's going to, I'm not saying it's going to like have no effect on um, your energy levels or whatever it is that you're sort of feeling sort of negatively about, but it definitely helps you um feel like a lot better about eating something and I think it's like you know that mentality that people have where they're like oh my god I can literally eat whatever I want to and I'd never gain weight or I Mm. never feel bad or I never feel this whatever it's like they like part of the reason why that is a thing for them is because that is their mindset and you know that is something that I certainly notice within myself at times when I'm way more relaxed with um food and really sort of just like carefree and whatever it affects me in such a different way like at the moment I have found myself being quite um militant with it because obviously we've been doing our weekly shops and things and Mm. supermarket once a week so making sure that we have everything um but of course as well we have loads of snacks and things and amidst the healthy snacks there are things like 
ice cream and popcorn and um so random but like rocky bars I mean god knows when I last ate rocky rocky. bars I love that (laughs) but do you know what I mean there's like there are other things that wouldn't necessarily um usually be ingesting but I am because it's lockdown and and maybe we can talk about that actually that we've all sort of given ourselves these like free passes because we're um, being kind of we're being like cooped up so it's like well if I can't do that um but yeah, I think it's all about sort of your mentality with how you ingest food as well. Um, is definitely something that I would give as a little takeaway. Is like if you're going to eat a pizza or you're going to have a dairy milk bar, like really enjoy it. Yeah, I think also with my mentality with lockdown, is I my my and this is how my mind works in terms of during the week. I like to have a really productive week. Um, I tend not to drink alcohol because for me it just isn't effective for my work. Um, during the week but during lockdown because I'm not having these like really boozy weekends with my friends I'm like oh yeah I'll just have half a bottle of wine but I don't even feel guilty about it because I'm loving it yeah um and and I'll I'll have pizza tonight instead of like Friday night and then even on Friday night I have pizza too like I'm and it's so right when I have it I don't feel guilty because I'm I feel deserving of it um so yeah completely true what you say So on to our next idea for me is that, and especially with everything going on um, at the moment, the notion that holistic health can help with anxiety and stress. So just on a personal level, I have found last week to probably be my hardest week of all of them. And I think before, especially for my job, because it's very volatile and you probably, I mean, you're super busy, but you probably know the feeling of being a freelancer and, um, Mm and and days where you're like right well you know you create your own you create your own work and you have mm-hmm. to be on it with that and being productive and for me especially with what I do it's really hard because a lot of the time I actually need to go somewhere to shoot so in the first few weeks I was like giving myself structure I will always make sure I work out um putting my energy into reading a bit more which I've been loving but honestly as it got into fifth week last week I was like I just honestly miss my job um I feel my lack of purpose really seeping through Mm um and also the weather got bad and I know it I don't know if you believe in it but you know SAD seasonal affective disorder I honestly it it wiped me out last week I felt so low so unproductive um and at the end of the week, I, I said to myself, the only person that could actually make yourself feel better is you. So write a list of things you want to achieve next week, whether that be like, for example, I made the Depop account and I put some stuff up um, and I've been meaning to do it for a long time. And um, and I was just wondering what ways holistic health can really help with um, health and anxiety and especially things that I've just spoken about in terms of loss of purpose and so on. Totally. Well, um, yeah, I really, really have spoken to so many people during this time who have previously suffered with anxiety, but also people who really haven't suffered with it. And I think that it's this whole thing where in our day-to-day lives, usually we have many things outside of the four walls of our home that can actually keep us sort of um, on track, on purpose, or even distracted from what's going on inside ourselves. Um, So I think that actually it's been a really, really... I think it's been quite an amazing time in some ways for some people's anxiety. And I mean that in a really sensitive way. I mean that in a way that it has now been brought to the forefront of people's 
proper minds so it's something that you know hopefully they are then using the tools of meditation or walking in nature or whatever it might be to sort of get yourself back on track and hopefully that's something that then will have helped them sort of going forward to when we come out of lockdown um of course that's very very sort of general um point that I'm making there but I think that yes this time has been incredibly prevalent for people's anxiety but the ways in which I would say that holistic health are best for helping with anxiety is actually really really um when when you do feel anxious like there is always a reason and it's about uncovering the layers to get to the bottom of it so um do you mind if I use like your example perhaps of course go for it I would love to know how I could actually alleviate that Okay, of course. So basically, like what's going on for you as you, you know, you do a lot of your work like around like around Europe or around London, whatever it is at the moment, of course, you can't be traveling. So, you know, it's about thinking about other ways like like your podcast or, um, you know, like your self-care and all of those sorts of things that you need to be focusing on, like not just using your job and your work as your sole purpose. Um, and also using that time for thinking, okay, what are the things that have I perhaps not been able to do because I have been so busy, like on an airplane or in a shoot or this, that and the other over the past, like three, four, five, six years, like what are the other things that interest me? Like dig deep into those sorts of things. Like if you really do find yourself with like a day of nothing going on, it's like, okay, yeah. I know we shouldn't be really like out and about too much, but like, where haven't you visited in London? Like at the moment, it's the perfect time to go out and be like, go and like stroll around the streets in like Covent Garden or wherever it might be, where it's totally bare and there's no one there because actually you're experiencing it in such a different way. So I think it's about, you know, really, really sort of shining the, for you, it's about like shining the torch on the other things that perhaps you haven't found time for in the past handful of years and use this time to exercise them and and enjoy them um but then if okay if you're staying inside your home and you're having a moment of like okay I'm really finding it hard to connect with my purpose and I'm feeling really like agitated and frustrated and like lost and a bit anxious or a bit sad or whatever the emotions are that you're Mm -hmm. feeling like that is when I would actually say okay go and sit in your room or go and sit in a quiet space and um if you have any sage or palo santo cleanse your space more as like a ritual um of course like the um energy will be cleansed by that but I think in your mind it's quite a nice way to kind of be like okay and breathe let's go like let's sort of clear this space for me and and sit and like whether it's like writing or whether you just do some breathing or whatever it might be like and say to yourself like I need to shift from this place of uncertainty or anger or um worry or fear whatever it is I need to shift to like a higher emotion like I want to feel even if it's just you know normal like with nothing it's about Mm. that kind of intention to shift because at the end of the day like as you were saying initially like we do create our days like we do create our lives and we can get a hold of our um our mental health by the way also when I say that like I'm not talking about like serious serious mental health conditions I'm speaking about like um the ones that are a little bit more surface and things. Yeah. I'm not a doctor and I I don't know quite sort of as much about um more serious mental health conditions but you know from a place of someone who is struggling at the moment to um ignite their purpose or connect with themselves it's literally about okay looking at all of the things which you know you maybe haven't had time to do and then if you can't sort of get out and do them, then it's about sitting with yourself and mentally like 
closing down and shifting your perspective, like shifting it from one place to another and sit there literally until you can do this. Like maybe you're doodling, like maybe you end up sort of drawing something or maybe you, I don't know, even like pick up your phone and speak to a friend or someone who, you know, is good at sort of distracting you or, or lifting you or whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, does that answer your question? Sorry, I feel like I've gone. Yeah, completely. No, completely. And also all those things you said, like when I was having my low week, I, mm-hmm. as I said, I wrote targets and lists and things I wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. And that for me, even if it were small things. Um, and also, as I said, with the podcast, I've been so, I think it was the fear of, fear of being so far behind. Um, but yeah. actually I'm not far behind because I haven't started. So, so for me, just, being able to be like look get up do stuff do things and every time I go outside I honestly feel immediately better like I'll go on a walk and speak with a friend but I think I think obviously with everything that's been going on there was a bound for me bound to be one week where I was like wow (laughs) this is a lot and also remember like you have to look at where you are in your cycle like if you're a woman Mm. you're looking at those sorts of things and understanding that you know it's going to be a lot more heightened at the moment because everything is so different and of course we're all energy beings like we are all connected to one another and with that because of the sort of deep fear and worry that is um so so prevalent in in like a lot of people's lives right now we are all going to be feeling it to a certain extent and it takes a lot of power to shift from that place of um worry like whether it's even just watching the news too much you know and seeing like you know the death oh my god I had to stop yeah I stopped I stopped watching I honestly in the first few weeks I was watching the 5 p.m briefing yeah and it was honestly not conducive to my mental health um because obviously the news is there for a reason but it also is uh, in my eyes it was just scaring me and and I and I took in what I needed to take in but to a level that didn't freak me out every day of course and actually this is something that I would say to people who um who are sort of fearful and who do have these worldwide sort of panics and things I think it's really really interesting to actually disengage from the news and of course of course you need to have some sort of um not of course actually but like if you do want to have some sort of um knowledge about what's going on like there are ways in which you can engage with it in a lesser form so in the UK obviously we have the week and things which is great but I actually stopped watching the news about seven or eight years ago and I used to watch it every single morning and I used to walk out of my door stressed worried and like as though like as though someone was going to attack me or like shoot me or one of my family members or whatever it was and it's like that wasn't a way that I should have been living my life. And so I now just yeah. don't engage in it at all. Of course, during this time of um, COVID, I have been engaging a little bit more just to know what's going on and things. But as soon as it gets a little bit much, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to continue to, you know, stay away from people and, and you know, listen to the rules and things. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, I need to, for my own mental health, I need to like disengage, disengage, disengage. And I see it, you know, sorry to name and shame but I see it with my boyfriend he like he frowns when he's reading the news and it's like mm. you know that is like whatever he's reading is not sitting well with him because that's what his face looks like and yeah. you know that is that is the same for most people because there's never good news you know how often do you leave reading the newspaper or whatever with like funny facts or 
all good things that are happening like it's all completely bad news so yeah for people who are like really really engaged in the news and um actually come away feeling a bit sort of worn out and um downcasted from it I would recommend stepping away just for a little bit see how you feel yeah completely so on to crystals and chakras so I mean I want to know what what powers crystals can have because I've kind of floated in and out of them Mm -hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people actually reach for crystals or reach for spiritual meaning in times of need but actually I think it's important to also have these crystals or these beliefs ongoing because they actually keep again keep you balanced that word balance keeps coming through but I I feel um, you know when people and I'm not saying for everyone, but people pray or people reach for something when they're scared or upset, but it's quite nice to have something to always be around you. So you mm. always feel engaged and energized and balanced and safe. Um, could you just give us a little background on chakras and an example of how, say, one of your chakras may be unaligned and how you could fix it? Of course. Okay, so chakras are energetic wheels that go from the base of our spine to the crown of our head. And they are basically like each chakra houses different properties. So let's say you have your root chakra and that's all about your like grounding and your safety and security. And then you might have your throat chakra, which is located in your throat. And that's about your communication. And um, yeah, I guess like your communication with yourself and others and like speaking the truth to others and yourself and things. And it's all about this kind of um, external and internal exchange. Um, but yeah, they're basically these bright shining wheels of color that um, you can't actually necessarily see. But if you look at the chakra system, it's like a rainbow. And um, I'll actually use the example of a throat chakra. So if your throat chakra is out of balance, you might feel like you physically have a sore throat or you have a blockage in your throat. So let's say um, sometimes before you cry, do you ever feel that like? Yes, I know exactly what you're about to say. Yeah, so like you like, feel like it's almost like a ball in your throat. Exactly. So it is literally like a physical blockage. And the way in which you get rid of that is by crying out or communicating or shouting or crying or whatever it might be. And that releases it. So that's a really good example of where you can see that something energetically is building up and it, you need to physically release it. Um, or another one is like in your um, solar plexus which is in the middle of your tummy, just a little bit above your tummy button. Whenever you get sort of butterflies, that's your solar plexus, like physically um, working because it's your all about your sort of willpower, your um, self-confidence, et cetera, et cetera. So quite often you get butterflies if you're nervous. So it's all about those sort of things where you have to sort of step into your power or step into your truth to release, um, release the blockages. But, you know, going so living in a city and um, being around so many different like energetic beings, it's really easy for us also to pick up on like other people's energy and things like that. And so oh, wow. sometimes like block our chakras and um, yeah, it's really, really it's I mean, it is like I could talk about this for so long. Mm. <laughs> so I won't go into too much detail, but it's basically about like understanding like how your chakras are working and um you know let's then also look at your heart chakra like that's about your like your love and all of your relationships and things so perhaps you know if you're having a tricky time with 
um, in a relationship or or actually even with your self-love, like your heart chakra is something that you really want to be focusing on. So crystals that I would then use to work and balance out the heart chakra would be things like um, either green crystals, which is the colour of the heart chakra, or mm-hmm. something like a really gorgeous rose quartz, um, which is my favourite and I do wear most days. So you can either put a little tumble stone, which is about the size of like half of your thumb. Um, you can put a little tumble stone maybe in your bra, which is like mm-hmm. really, really connected to your um, heart chakra. Or um, you can have them in your bedroom. So obviously then like all night you're um, sort of bathing in this um gorgeous sort of rose quartz energy um but yeah so there are different sort of there are different crystals for different chakras and things my favorite one for the throat chakra would be um either an amazonite which really helps to sort of is that the green one it's greeny blue it basically works with your heart and your throat chakra to like help with loving communication um and yeah it's a really really gorgeous stone i completely adore it and yeah, it's all, so basically then if you want to do like a full um, reshuffle of all of your chakras, the best thing to do would be to get seven, so there are seven chakras, to get seven, all of the, um, the different colours, so red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, and then a clear one, um, and lie down and you place these from like the sort of base of your spine, but obviously on the front of you, all the way up to the crown of your head, and then leave them there for about sort of 10 or 15 minutes and um the energy from the crystal so because crystals are sort of naturally occurring minerals that are mm. formed, like deep deep within the earth they house their own energy and when they're placed on our skin obviously we're energy beings as well so these energies can like realign um basically our us taking on the energy of these programmed crystals does that make sense yeah that makes sense and also I wanted to ask what crystals you are wearing right now oh yes I have got so I, I make crystal bracelets so I'm wearing two bracelets. oh thank you I'm wearing the rose quartz and the aventurine so rose quartz I just quickly spoke about but aventurine is also um amazing for the heart as well so I've got a lot of heart loving at the moment um and mm. it's a very calming stone um it really really sort of soothes and calms so I love both of those um and aventurine actually for anyone who has any sinus problems or anything aventurine is really good for that um but yeah there's a whole I mean there are hundreds and hundreds and like thousands of crystals so there are so many so many different ones out there and there's always something some there's always one for something so um if you do have any ailments it's really worth looking into what it is that you know could help you um and one actually for a really good one for anxiety is the amethyst which is the purple um and that's a really amazing one that you can actually place on your forehead that will help with any sort of stress and tension in your mind um and physically headaches and things like that as well so yeah for anyone who's struggling with stress and anxiety then that's an amazing one also wonderful for sleep and things too when you wake up in the morning do you assess how you're feeling mentally and physically and then go from that to how you choose your crystal to wear for the day so I think what I do is 
when I'm having like a bit of a bad time or if I'm struggling, I definitely do that where I'm, I'm like, okay, what is it that I actually need? But a lot of time I just work with my intuition. So a lot of time it's just like almost whatever I'm most attracted to when I'm putting on my jewelry or whatever in the morning, I'll, I'll just pick up and wear. Um, okay. Sometimes I'm feeling a little bit more like citrine, which is the yellow, which is for my um, solar plexus. So like confidence and um, actually it carries the energy of the sun. So sometimes when it's not sunny, I'll like put on my sunshine bracelet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all about like, I think, you know, as you were saying, it's so nice, like, to always have some sort of connection with crystals, rather than it just being in times of need. But I think while I do always wear them, and I have done for years, like, even like, I look back at photos of myself as a teenager, and I'm wearing them, like, even then. Um, But... I think it's, you know, it, of course, in times of need, I'm a little bit more thoughtful and a little bit more, um, I guess, like not in tune, but a little bit more like, OK, what is it that I actually need today? Whereas like when I'm just feeling like my normal um, sort of content self, it's just more about what I'm connected to. Because I remember one time when I saw you and I and I I've become a little bit more known to crystals, but I wouldn't say I'm an expert. And I remember you saying to me, I fell asleep with a crystal in my hand last night. And I was like, mm. Bloody hell, I need to do that. I was <laughs> yes, like, wow. I rose quartz in my hands. So I have these like really beautiful kind of rough cut rose quartz, which I have um, around my bed. And sometimes like if I'm really needing a bit more like feeling like safe or a bit more sort of like love or connection with myself, then I'll sometimes sleep with them in my hands. And it's so nice. It's really soothing. I love that. Um, so I wanted to get on to one of our last ideas, basically the myth of meditation. So I say it like this because I struggle with meditation. And for me, I think I have this view of it that you have to know a lot to be able to meditate and -hmm. you have to be extremely Zen. And I think when it pops up in my mind, I think of like someone in a Buddhist temple being completely at one with themselves. And I think I only realized recently that everyone's like, just meditate for 10 minutes. I was like, well, I don't know how. I was like, I I feel like you need to know, you have to have some skills. And I was like, what skills and do you actually need to be knowing of meditation to be able to do it? Okay, so I think where I want to start with this is I want to define meditation sort of full stop and the definition of meditation is to focus one's mind for a period of time for a religious or spiritual purpose or as a method of relaxation so I think that when I say that maybe that makes you feel a little bit like oh okay you know it's about of deep relaxation and for some people meditation is um a long walk or a run or swimming oh really literally sitting and breathing yeah like you know I know you love running um so Mm -hmm. when you want to run like do you is that a way that you feel calm like is that a way that you feel oh my god completely if I'm having if I'm having a bad morning or anything I know as soon as I go for a run my mind just switches off I put on a podcast and I'm gone but that's so interesting you say that because I would honestly never think that's meditation because I'm not sat still in a quiet room closing my eyes yeah so then so that's like the definition of meditation is basically like relaxation for like religious or spiritual purpose okay but then if you are wanting to literally like sit in a room 
in silence and repeat a silent mantra, then that's something like um, transcendental meditation, which is amazing. I have actually learned how to do that myself, like with a teacher, because that is something that you do need to be taught, like whether Mm -hmm. it's via an app or whether it's via a course or one-to-one, you know, most people are taught it. So there there are different types, but the way in which like I will get my clients more often than not to meditate is by giving them some really lovely material, like whether it's um, or whether it's an app or whether it's like a beautiful kind of long meditation song from sort of seven to 15 minutes, you know, that's about doing like being quiet, sitting still, listening to something that takes your thoughts away from everything else um, or attempts to take your thoughts away from everything else. And also a time for you to focus on your breathing because it's when you get your breathing like really steady and really deep actually like right down into your diaphragm that you are then sending your body from a state of fight or flight to deep relaxation. Now, times in which you might be like, oh my God, I need to meditate is when you are in this kind of state of fight or flight and your um, hormones and adrenaline and things are, are rushing or you're stressed, whatever it might be. And you're just like, I actually just need to physically calm myself down. So I think it's about, look, I would like to, I like to call it sort of like deep belly breathing or whatever to mm-hmm. again, like take that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like take the whole kind of um, stigma stigma around meditation. Exactly. The stigma around a way to make it more, um, like easier for people to do like you know something that you really can just put into your day because if you said okay I just need to do 10 minutes breathing you wouldn't be like oh no I don't know how to do that um yeah. so I think it's about like breaking it down and yes if you want to go and learn how to do like TM which is transcendental meditation then go and find a teacher and learn how to properly do it like be given your own mantra which is something that you like will then have for life and you can then meditate wherever and whenever but actually if you are able to meditate via like a long walk and maybe you sit for 10 minutes on your walk and you just breathe and you just connect with yourself and you just come back and to come back to like your inner truth and and are in a relaxed state you're going to feel so much better. And I think that, you know, you can then call that your meditation practice. Like if I'm honest with you, I've done the TM course and in my usual day-to-day life, I rarely find the time to actually sit for 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening. I'm sorry. I know, you know, talk to me in five years and maybe I've got, maybe I've got the hand of it, but like at the moment I'm, I'm struggling. Um, actually whilst we're in lockdown, it's a little bit easier. Like I can, I can in so many ways find the time um but for me to be honest with you like I love going for a long walk I love immersing myself in nature and like you know doing some like amazing sort of visualization techniques while perhaps hugging a tree um I love that that you do that (laughs) breathing in like positivity and calmness and like love and connection and then letting go of like fear worry anger um or whatever it is you know like those sorts of things are so beneficial so yeah I think for those who are listening who are struggling with um the stigma around meditation and thinking like oh my god there's no way I'm going to be able to turn off like every single thought like that is okay like also mm-hmm. how meditation mirrors into your life is it's basically trying to help you be okay with the ups and the downs of life so let's sort of let's think about this so if you're sitting in a meditation practice let's say and there's cars honking their horns outside or the person upstairs is like playing loud music or whatever it might be you actually just have to be aware acknowledge and let go 
And that's the same in real life. So when a problem arises, it's about being aware, acknowledging, and then letting it go. And that's how basically meditation mirrors into your life. And um, that's kind of the real benefits. Like if I'm in a really great meditation practice, um, Mm. you know, I'm doing my twice a day and I'm really, really connected. Like very few things seem to bother me. Whereas I definitely notice like if I'm not in such a good practice, you know, I am more irritable about X, Y, and Z or like, you know, if I'm stuck in traffic, it suddenly does become annoying. Whereas traffic and I'm in a really good meditation practice, I'm like, okay, I'll get there when I get there. For sure. For sure. Oh, well, I'm going to ask you a last and final question. I've absolutely loved having you here, but just any advice you can give, just quick fire things um, for anyone right now with your tea balance method, um, just to deal with current Corona things. Mm, Well, I think um, you actually spoke about it lots as like the morning routine. I think, look, Mm -hmm. for anyone who is struggling to find purpose in their days, like sort out your morning routine, like set your alarm for the same time every day, get out of bed, get outside as soon as possible after waking up. And even if it's like pouring with rain, like wrap up and get to a park or um, where a field, if you're in the countryside or wherever it might be, or the beach, if you're lucky enough to be at the beach, um, get outside and connect with nature and go for a long walk um and and then when you come back that's when you can do the things like um making your tea or coffee making your breakfast like setting yourself up for your day with whatever that looks like like my morning routine as yours is as well is everything to me at the moment so that's something that I would definitely focus on and of course like you know if you are wanting to experiment with some meditation or deep breathing then that's a really good time to do that as well um another thing that I would say is communication so I don't know who everyone's um isolating with but if you are with you know if you're in a relationship and you are with that person or if you're with your family or basically if you're with anyone that you're not on your own communication is so key right now to avoid any um sort of passive behavior or actually also like big arguments and things it's really important that you are communicating um if you need that time on your own like take that time on your own and um yeah I'm just trying to think about the main things that right now I'm finding my morning routines and communication that's like the two things for the moment definitely I'm not I'm not very good at communication at the best of times about my true feelings so that's definitely something I've um worked on and learned to be better at during this time um so it's really interesting that you say that too well Tori I am honestly so grateful to have you on the podcast and everything you said has been a massive insightful journey for me because I'm going to try and implement everything that you have just taught me because I really feel like I could do with it and I need it right now so thank you so much well Grace well thank you for having me it's been so great chatting to you and um yeah I hope to see you as soon as this is all over I know I really hope I miss seeing your face all the time If you'd like to get in touch about anything to do with the podcast or just to say hey, our email address, and when I say our, I definitely mean just me, is what they don't tell you about pod at gmail.com. Very nice and long for you to write down.